projecting temperature. <laughs> yeah, Glingoin. Um. <laughs> Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and. Gull darn it, that's why we like you. You know, welcome to the only whiskey podcast where you send us pictures from the wild. Whether it's whiskey or Bush's baked beans, we thank you for those pictures, folks. And you know what? We get a lot on Instagram. You guys have been hitting us up a lot lately. Really love that. That's one great way to support the podcast. Let us know you're listening. Let us know you care. Hit us up on Instagram. The other way is patreon.com slash chillfiltered if you want to become a uh, really good looking like ridiculously good looking and get yeah. some cool whiskey swag along the way uh i think that's a, is that, that was probably my best business i've ever done cole that's a did good i miss business. anything nice did i miss anything no i don't think so okay perfect well then i guess the only other part of business is how are you doing man man i feel good uh besides <laughs> good. the fact that the my internet service provider decided to end my service before i asked them to uh, i'm not even going to get into that besides what i just said so uh, I'm, I'm guessing that that right there should just be like, dude, uh, I'm frustrated. But I'm guessing Thursday went well then, because uh, that's got to be the one. Of, you you know, know, it it didn't go. I don't know. It might have gone well. Oh, okay. It's it's like at this point, I think there's a chance I could fail. There's a chance I could pass. But the good news is I don't have to study anymore for another month yeah. or two, uh, which yep. is huge. You know, if you think about how much. Every day I studied for pretty much the last three, four months, it feels like. And and I would have to set aside that time and I'd have to set aside that brain power. And I just have to get in the zone in that way, which is yeah, good. It's good zone. to be in the zone, but it's it's it gets old when that's your life. You know, that's what your schedule revolves around is studying. And so, uh, yeah, it's great. I, I, I just feel like this huge weight is lifted off my shoulders my home responsibilities have um, come into play once again, which is good. Like, uh, you know, taking more time for back and, uh, and even yeah. just helping pack. Cause we're moving like the, the, the day this episode releases a week from that day, we will have the uh, van lines come in and pick up all of our stuff to ship to Virginia. So you're uh, going to be like internet, internetless for a week. Uh, no, I mean, the, the goal is that I call up the internet service Make provider, uh, who is terrible. And I'm not going to even mention their name, Cox. But, um, well, but I, hope they, you, I hope that was the I hope that <laughs> was that the name of the internet provider. Or are you calling them names? No, no, I'm not calling them names. <laughs> I don't use that. I don't use that term. In, yeah, I don't usually use I was that. a little shocked there. That term. Yeah, it's with an X. Um, and they, I don't know. I just, I hate dealing with internet service providers like they're yeah. like especially when you cancel they're like no like you have to have this 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 and this and write a letter of intent which they don't but it's like they make it so hard to cancel and it's it's just dumb like i am moving to somewhere where they don't provide service so it's like i'm sorry sorry that i you know gave you a disservice <laughs> to losing your business or you know you're losing my business but like don't make it dumb. I don't know. Like one of the things that I respect my company for as an insurance provider is that we recently started to say like, 
if you want to cancel our you know our insurance that's fine we'll let you go right away we'll just cut it off and say sorry like you know we're sorry we couldn't do that do what we need for you but we're not going to make it hard to cancel because here's the thing once you cancel and it's a pleasant cancellation experience you might come back but the opposite happens when you have a terrible cancellation experience you just remember you have a bad taste in your mouth for that company and you don't want to come back um whether it's you know hold on legitimate bad reasons you cancel or not like it just leaves such a bad taste in your mouth that you're like i will never go back to cox internet and um so i don't know (laughs) i I was like super frustrated about it i said i wouldn't get into it but i am getting into it um but yeah we will hopefully get it back up as they promised they would turn it off on the 13th of november um but they did not do that uh, but yeah, we're hoping to, yeah, we will be working from home for the next week and, and for me, a week and a half. And uh, so we're hoping to figure that one out. But I'm excited. Uh, you know, we are moving. It's, it's starting to become very real, especially that the, the, like when I would look at my schedule a few weeks back, I could not see past the 28th of October because that was my exam. And now I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going to be driving across the country pretty soon. And just these kind of things where I'm like, this is this is kind of fun. This will be, you know, an adventure. A, and I'm driving with my he- friend Brennan. Uh-huh. And he- is Heather flying? Heather is flying. Yeah. Her mom's that's even good. coming yeah. out to help with the flight back. The <laughs> flight. Cool. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, oh, dude. And then I, I haven't even updated you. I, I went to a wedding last week. And the wedding that's was right. awesome. Uh, it, it turned out great. I did my best man speech pretty well. I think I did it pretty well. I thought it just went smoothly, which was nice. And Best the man. wedding was beautiful. I was really Better happy for man. the couple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now you know, and, Cole. Uh, and then I, the flight in uh, to, I was flying to Burbank from Phoenix and it got canceled because it was Southwest and talk about bad business. Uh, Southwest like canceled pretty much all their flights that day. Uh, and and luckily, I got somehow made it to, uh, I had to go through Sacramento to get to Burbank, but I got there at like midnight when I was supposed to get there at like 1 p.m. Oh, man. And so finally got there and just, you know, was like a little little perturbed by that. Um, but then on my way back from Burbank, I'm stuck at the airport. They cancel my flight once and then they reschedule me for later that day. And then they cancel my flight again, reschedule me for the next day. And I'm like, I can't take this anymore because on top of all this stuff for like the airport and just getting home, I had to study. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm like freaking out, like not freaking out in like an anxious way, but I'm just like, I can't take this anymore. Like I cannot deal with this right now. And so I walk over, I leave security and I walk over to the frontier, uh, like ticketing table and i'm like i need a flight to phoenix so like we got one leaving in 30 minutes i'm like i'll take it and uh and luckily it was like 50 bucks it was less than 50 bucks and so that was like good and and nice but it was i i might never fly southwest again i just feel like that was poorly handled what you know apparently they're dealing with staffing issues and stuff but they would like blame it on things that were obviously not the issue like they were like the first time they canceled they said um it had to do with fog in burbank and we like looked up weather in burbank and it was like a beautiful clear sunny day and stuff like that like it's like if you're gonna lie to us don't make it verifiable (laughs) i don't know something like that (laughs) i just 
Like if it's staffing issues, say it's staffing issues and, and, and tell us ahead of time that your flight might be canceled because of staffing issues. Don't make us go to the airport, stay there for eight hours and then fly out. I don't know. So it's like all, all together, if it weren't for my exam being over, it would have been a tough week for sure. I'm <laughs> uh, just going to say, like, how you doing? I'm good. And this sucks and this stinks and that sucks yeah, and exactly. this stinks. But, sorry, um, I'm, sorry I brought it up. No, you're fine. No, it, but it, it's, <laughs> it's uh, you know, like I said, life's good. I, uh, I'm seeing the, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. and uh, The fog is gone. Exactly. The fog is lifted. It was never there. Yeah. The, it was meta, is more of a metaphorical fog, I think. Oh, that the metaphorical staff, fog the was south, there. Yeah, the Southwest yeah. St- staff in Burbank was like, oh, gosh, I just took some cold medicine last night. It was like, froggy yeah. and groggy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, altogether, things are good. Um, good. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good, man. I'm excited. To, we're recording a weird time, weird yeah, way. Weird like day, we're not. Time. I know. I got so used to recording over StreamYard and seeing you. Uh, yeah. And now we're going back old school, just over the phone and the mics, which is a little tricky. It's different. Yeah. I forgot what it's it was different. like. Uh, it's also eight o'clock in the morning where you're at, nine o'clock mm-hmm. where I'm at, and it's also Halloween. So like, it's That's an right. interesting day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, no, uh, so I am very excited. Uh, I love campfires. I love fires. Real wood. Nice. Gas is okay. I like. It's nice to have the gas fireplace in the house on because there's some ambiance and heat there. But I love mm-hmm. real wood fires. Yeah, Chelsea, back. Yeah, but Chelsea's uh, asthma, like if we have, like the smoke gets in the house and she just has a hard time breathing, so we just don't really do them, which unless she's out of town and it makes me sad. Uh-huh. But then I was like, wait a minute, they got those smokeless fire pits, right? So I got a solo smokeless fire pit this week. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm so, I love it, dude. And I've been having fires like every morning and every night and it's awesome oh, and the girls cool. are loving it. Is it like so, propane lo- powered or something? No, no, it's like uh, it's got like this double wall kind of a chamber thing where it circulates the smoke down and through the walls. What so kind super of flim the, flam? It super is it like fan powered or something? No, no, it's it's right. awesome. You got to check it out, man. Yeah, uh, but it's really cool because it's like once it gets. I mean, when you start it at first, it's not hot enough to like superheat the smoke or whatever, and there's a smoke at that point. But when yeah, it's it rip roaring, dude, it's crazy because it's like n- pretty much no smoke coming off, and it's just like Weird. this. It's almost like a jet turbine just shooting all this heat up. It's pretty. It's pretty cool, man. Everyone so, wins. It's, yeah, it's amazing, and uh, cool. it's, it's nice though. Like, I'll, like I'm raking leaves right now. I think I've done like. 50 bags so far but it's nice. nice being in the back i got get the fire going you know and i get some twigs and like a branch i'll snap those up so I, mean, I, I love it and the girls are having a good time with it so got that going and then today we're gonna go uh trick-or-treating yeah. with the girls and i'm excited for that this is uh, so who's what are you doing something is chelsea doing something what are the girls doing uh twins are gonna be dressed as astronauts amara nice. is like a 50s girl with a poodle skirt and nice. then I'll just be wearing my Seahawks jersey because we're going to go a little early. And probably it'll be during the tail end of the Seahawks game, which nice. we're probably going to lose. Actually, no, we're playing the Jaguars, so there's <laughs> a good chance we win. And I'll miss that. Yeah, it's been uh, a while since so, they were good. Yeah. So anyway, it, it's going to be fun tonight. And the girls they haven't trick-or-treated since. So we didn't go last year. So it's been almost two years since. It's been two years since oh, I've trick-or-treated. That's going to be great. So, yeah, it'll be fun. So I'm excited for that. It's gonna be good to get out there and do it. And then like November is coming up. Like it's, I yeah. love this is probably one of my favorite times of year because then like immediately transitioning my thought to okay, let's start planning on that Thanksgiving dinner. So it's a good yeah. time of year. Good stuff. Are you gonna yeah. Are you gonna smoke a turkey? 
Um, I don't. I think we're just gonna do oven roast a turkey, and then I'm gonna oh. do some. Uh, then Chelsea's family's coming, so we're gonna do probably at least a couple racks of pork spare ribs and nice. maybe a tri tip as well. So it'll be meats, like lots time. of meats. Yeah, I love it. I love Thanksgiving. I so love Thanksgiving because it like officially trans or, or transitions to. Christmas. Christmas. Season. I yeah. love Christmas. And I'm not not one to like, you know, listen to like Mariah Carey and get in the zone that way. I just love Oh, cool. Lo- you know how I love gifts and uh I just love the transition that, that shows up yes. in early December and late November. So speaking of gifts, I've already uh-huh. I already I've already got something picked out for you, man. Oh now I gotta start yeah. thinking for you. Yeah, we got to do the we got to do our holiday episode early oh, for sure. or pre-record it because I want you to have this early in the holiday. Ooh, season. I'm down. Yeah, I'll yeah. send you my uh, new address soon. Yeah, that's the other thing. I got I got a bunch of samples. I got a. I'm interested because I got that Basil Hayden's uh, toasted. Yeah, and that's right. We'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, I got to get that out to you. And then I got oh gosh, the two, the rabbit hole, and then what was that other one? So the rabbit hole uh-huh. and Glendronic Fire something or other. Glendronic? Glendronic? Maybe. Or, I don't know. It was that scotch. Let me go look real quick. Yeah, look. Um, while you while you look, I'll tell you what I found in Colorado, or at least I'll tell our listeners because I, I did tell you. So I got a kind of a very special limited bottling from kind of a small – it was almost like no one will be able to find this bottle, so we're not probably going to do it on the podcast, but it was kind of a MGP – excuse me, MGP barrel that was kind of done by a very small group of people. Uh, so that was cool. And like I said, we're not going to really do that on the podcast because no one else can be able to find that bottle yeah. unless you live in Colorado Springs. But maybe uh, uh, may, we'll do it like an entry buzz and do a quick thing on it. Yeah, try, yeah that's yeah. a good idea. That's what I'll do. And it's like a it's a tawny port finished bourbon from MGP. So it should be cool. Tawny port. And then the other one I got was something called Copper Sky Distillery. And they at this time, they basically just buy uh, MGP juice. But get this 16 year uh it's a it's a whiskey it's not a it's not like a bourbon or a rye but it's a 16 mm-hmm. year 139.8 proofer so one oh percent from uh or point one percent from Baba. hazmat yeah nice um the other bottle i got i got, and i also have that uh it's the glenfiddich fire and cane oh that's right and yeah. then mm-hmm. and then also got i haven't even opened this one either it's uh they got that rogue stout barrel finished so oh that's right got a, yeah. I got a couple I, I got have, a couple i gotta send to you i have um a good few i gotta send via courier to you as well well let's coordinate it so when he gets there then he can come back this way that so. sounds good to me perfect yeah. yeah i gotta get your address yeah <sighs> i will not tell How you over the podcast <laughs> How are we doing on time? Oh boy, we're doing a good job on time. Like, that yeah, was, yeah. That so good. why don't we, why don't we send it to break, and then um, we will probably do a little sponsorship opportunity, and then we'll talk about history of basically kosher whiskey, and uh, and then we'll uh, get on our way towards the rest of the episode. So before we do anything, let's send it quick to break. <laughs> Hey, Cole. What it do, Robbie? 
how do you feel about bad customer service? You know what I believe about bad customer service. Uh, <laughs> well, Cox Internet. <laughs> well, you know who's unlike Cox Internet? Uh, the good folks at Gray. I'm not even going to let you answer. The good folks at Gray River Designs. These guys are Oh, I awesome. love them. In fact, yeah. In fact, I got my own shirt last week. I got the Whiskey Over Water. Came to Ooh. me. The Heather Gray. Comfortable as can be. Fits perfectly. Um, and it's amazing. And Is then, it soft? You know, I, it, it, honestly, yeah, it is very soft and comfortable. It feels like uh, it's, it's it's like rubbing Bush's baked beans all over your body, buddy. Mm. Um, yeah, we've all been there. But uh, also, uh, than that. You know, it's hard to be holiday season. Holiday seasons are coming up. Time to give some gifts. Go check out their designs. I mean, they got t-shirts, sweatshirts, tank tops. Uh, they don't have denim jeans, Cole. So I know you're a little sad about that. But they also <sighs> have tumblers and mugs. All sorts of good stuff with some Christmas themes. So if you love whiskey and you love wearing clothes and you love drinking coffee or whiskey out of tumblers, go check out Gray River Designs. At GrayRiverDesigns.com. All right, we're back with uh, Chill Filtered. So we're going to talk about... Buffalo Trace. I, I don't even talk. I don't even think we mentioned what we're drinking today. Yeah, I don't even thought we talked about. No, no, I don't even <laughs> think uh, we yeah, mentioned that we're drinking Buffalo Trace kosher bourbon, specifically their wheat recipe bourbon. Now they have other varieties. They have a rye whiskey. They have a uh, rye high or a rye recipe bourbon as well in this kosher line. And this is far from our first Buffalo Trace product on the podcast. But this is definitely our first kosher whiskey, or at least intentionally kosher oh whiskey, on the podcast. So let's first of all, let's talk about what it actually means for something to be kosher. So in a very general way of putting it, the Jewish law prohibits Jews from eating certain foods or potentially drinks. Uh, there's a lot of rules and intricate ones too, but here are some big ones. Uh, they can't eat certain foods like pork, uh, certain birds, certain it's fish. Filthy animal. Yeah. It's gotta be one charming animal. dude if I'm gonna eat. <laughs> what is that? Wait, what'd you say? Fiction. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I um, remember the line now. Yeah. There has to even be a certain way the animals were killed and drained of the blood, and there's even yeah. rules about mixing meat with dairy products in a certain way. And I've actually Don't read eat through a baby goat boiled in its mother's milk. I think that's where a lot of that starts, actually. Yeah, because um, yeah, I've actually read through quite, I mean, pretty much all those rules. And they, they could definitely be intricate and specific. And uh, though I am a religious man myself, I am not Jewish. And, but I do respect setting boundaries and having certain convictions that you hold to. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe it is important to stand by what you believe in, even though you might be craving some solid pulled pork. Um, but not <laughs> solid because pulled pork is kind of less solid when you pull it. So, so anyway, Jewish um, people don't eat pork at all. I think that's the case. I think like if I know you're it's Muslim, a practicing though. Orthodox or something like that. I yeah, I think I, I, I bet there's some people that that are like, uh, what do you call it? like Jewish by descent, but maybe not like uh, practicing Jewish. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that's it. Like, if you like, I think if you like, I don't know. There's a lot of things that I don't know. We we're not but, Jewish, so we're just we're yeah. doing our best here. Yeah. And if you are, let us you know fill us in. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, please do, actually. Uh, and that this being said, I bet you're thinking, wait, what does this have to do with whiskey? What does whiskey have to do with meat, blood, or cheese? Uh, first of all, uh, to be kosher, at least according to the Orthodox Union, a spirit, in terms of spirit alcohol, must be distilled from grain or sugar. And apparently brandy, uh, because of it's based on grapes, has more special rules, which I won't get into at this time. Uh, if if they're aged in barrels, they need to be aged in certain barrels that can be that can mean the whiskey. Oh, basically, they have to be aged in like approved barrels, uh, which means that like certain whiskeys finished in uh, like non-kosher wine barrels are then not kosher themselves. Like the whiskey, mm-hmm. like like I don't know, Glendronic sherry finish, something like that would be not or a tawny port yeah potentially it, unless that tawny port is like kosher approved or something like that so mm, okay um mm-hmm. which i don't know if they do but uh whiskeys or other spirits will have a symbol and it's ou and that's orthodox union and they're they're certified kosher if that's the thing uh, and there's other ones like like other what do you call them like councils that will also it's not just the ou the or orthodox union uh, so, well, there's apparently another type of kosher that's, that is kosher for Passover. And Passover is a celebration for the Jewish faith that lasts about a week. And it's a celebration of how God brought the Jews out of Egypt over 3,000 years ago. Uh, but during the celebration... <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. It wasn't like last week. All right. No, it was like, it was like, yeah, like 3,000 years. Not just like 2,000 years ago. No, it was a while. Uh, and they've been celebrating it for a while. But during this celebration, there are a few extra rules for those practicing. One rule is no grain like wheat or other grains. Uh, huh. These extra rule or special rules can fit the Passover requirements by the Orthodox Union with the symbol O-U-P. Now, so I've heard something <laughs> about kosher requirements Usually before. I do. Yeah. O-U-P? <laughs> I do too. Um, uh, and yeah basically i've heard this before is like kosher means it was blessed by a jewish rabbi and apparently that's not really true according to what i was looking up and maybe it is in some cases but i would love for one of our like potentially if there's any jewish listeners which i assume there are uh maybe you can help me out uh here's here's what i found when i went to buffalo trace's website to look up what makes their kosher brand so special it said two things that surprised me. One, that it is Passover friendly. And two... Even though it's got that, weed in it? Yes, that's my thing. And then, yeah. Okay. And two, it was it was bas- it's basically approved by a rabbi in the Chicago Rabbinical Council. But my question that I couldn't find an answer on is this. I found multiple places online that says you can't consume grain products during the Passover. But this is whiskey, and all whiskeys incorporate grain. Uh, so maybe we'll figure it out by the next kosher episode because we do have three of these bottles. Um, well, maybe total. maybe it's the fact that it's it's not in grain form now. I don't know, man. I was looking up maybe. some things and they're like, no, when it when it becomes Passover, I drink like some people were like giving examples. They're like, I drink uh, tequila on the during the Passover because it's not grain based, and I, I was just thrown off, man. Yeah. Um, okay, but. That being said, the rabbi from the Chicago Rabbinical Council oversees the barrels, 
the grain and the bottling line and making sure the bottling line is up to clean kosher standards. Uh, they, they then sign off on it uh, with their CRC kosher um, symbol on it. It's, it's not specifically the OUP symbol, but they did say on their website that it is like okay for Passover, which is weird. Um, sounds like basically it was blessed by a rabbi to me or at least signed off by a rabbi to me. Um, so maybe one of our listeners, yeah, like I said, can help us out. Uh, the whole blessed by a rabbi thing. Cause I even looked up like online, I was like, does kosher mean it was blessed by a rabbi? And it's like, no, that's not really what it is. It's, it's that it fits the requirements. It's like up to the requirements of the Passover. So out of, of, you know, kosher basically. So anyway, sorry to not have a concrete answer on that, but Let's talk about the bottle itself that we're drinking today. Uh, like I said, we're drinking the Buffalo Trace Kosher Bourbon, uh, the wheat recipe. Uh, this is uh, Buffalo Trace's weeded bourbon mash bill. And that's the same as Weller or uh, Van Winkle even. It is aged seven years and they do give an age statement. And not on the bottle, but they say on online that uh, <coughs> it's not like in the front of the bottle. But I think it might even be on the back that it's aged seven years yeah i don't know if it says it on the bottle but it did say it on the website aged seven <laughs> years in designated kosher barrels and of course new charred oak barrels at the same time because uh, that's necessary to be a bourbon and just about the same age as weller antique 107 but this one is not 107 proof it is 94 proof and this is apparently released each passover uh, the total wine price I got mine for about 40 bucks at Total Wine, and I was lucky to find it because it is a Buffalo Trace product, and those are hard to find these days. So that's all I got. Uh, let's. Okay. Uh, you will hear a, a nice cork pop on this one for this episode. Oh, boy. So, yeah, here we go. I haven't sipped this yet. I've actually saved this one. Ooh. I'm excited. No, I've, uh, I know uh, Who Gives a Dram was doing some, some of these about a month ago, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to get oh, this really? on the show. Yeah. Nice. I think he was just doing the uh, the, the regular bourbon, is my guess. I can't oh. Remember. Maybe it was the rye. Anyway. Well, they have three. They have the rye recipe bourbon, the wheat recipe bourbon, and then the rye whiskey. Oh, my gosh. The nose on this is definitely oh, different. so good. It's really good. Yeah. It's uh, Initially, I'm getting kind of like a grapey sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. I can get that like behind a, that, too. It's definitely and, sweet. Uh, Typically, what I get with the Buffalo Trace weeded mash bill is a little bit of uh, Granny Smith apples, like kind of a sour apple, like green apple. You know, um, maybe it's more that direction. No, but I can get behind grape a little bit. There's, there's, it's, it's, but it's, uh, I would say it's more like a Granny Smith, but sweeter smelling. Like yeah. It's got a with really you. sharp, prominent sweetness on the nose for sure. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of alcohol vapors, but I don't know yeah. if that's not like a lot, but it's like noticeable that it's yeah there. Mm. A little bit of yeah, just a nice like I, we've mentioned this before on the podcast, but like wheat bur- wheated bourbons typically have a little more of a caramely, chewy caramely, and maybe a rye uh, bourbon might have a little bit more of a like a towards the hard candy caramel um and there's a difference in taste for sure usually yeah 
Hey, Cole, real quick. Can you hear my family in the background at all? <laughs> I can. <laughs> Good. Okay. Because it's like, yeah, we're recording early. And the girl, I already took the girls out to get some donuts this morning. Nice. For Halloween. And so they're a little sugared up right now. And I'm like, oh, I man. Love sugared yeah. up Halloween. Yeah. Actually, they got like M&M donuts. And they just did oh, the M&Ms nice. off the top. After I told them they couldn't have a bag of M&Ms this morning. So I don't oh, that's know. funny. These girls, they, they duped their daddy. They are, they are smart. Got him. Uh, got him. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> um, this is really delicate and light. Yeah. Like. I mean, you've been getting a lot of, like last week, we did the old Carter and you were like straight vapors. And that's understandable because that's you definitely higher proof. This, mm-hmm. I'm not getting a lot of vapor off of. It's really uh-huh. sweet, sharp sweet. But then even on the like mouthfeel is super light, not very viscous. Um, mm-hmm. No burn at all. Like it, it's almost just like drinking like a, like a, like a hot toddy almost. Like that kind of like. Where it's the honey sweetness is there, but it's not really honey, viscous. Yeah. It's like it's melted in. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm gonna go for another sip here. Yeah, well you do. I really like this pour. This is actually the funny thing is this doesn't remind me of a Weller. It does in a little bit mm-hmm. of that apple, uh, like Granny Smith apple, but this doesn't like scream Weller bourbon. There's something about this that's just uh, a little more bright, a little more sweet, uh, and and. And typically, I've said this before as well, is that uh, weeded bourbon is more of like a dull sweetness when like Mm -hmm. rye bourbon is more of a sharper sweetness. Mm -hmm. Uh, This has kind of got a nice sharpness to it in the sweetness. And I'm not saying that in like a bad way, like the sharp, it's like brighter. It's it's sugarier in a, like a white sugar way as as opposed to like a brown sugar way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue. It, it it is good, and it's but I will say again, it's really delicate. There's for me, it's it's very pleasant. Mm-hmm. It goes down easy. Uh, on the palate, there's not a lot. It's not a flavor bomb for me at all. Like I'm not getting tons of notes of anything. It's really just it, there's a, a subtle sweetness to me. It's not really sharp on the. It's sharp on the nose, um, the sweetness. Mm-hmm. But on the palate, I'm not getting a ton of sweetness. Not getting a ton of. I mean, there's uh, maybe a light, faint, caramely kind of sweetness to it. Yeah. Um, but I, like mouthfeel wise, like it's it's smooth, cold. It's funny. Um, uh huh. It just goes down easy. It's just light, really yeah. light and delicate, but but enjoyable. Because there's some mm-hmm. whiskeys where it's like uh, I, I don't care for them. I I, I think ice and water is gonna kill this though. To be honest, yeah. It's already but it's really funny. Light. I feel like this. You're right. This is a little light, but this is what is. I, I want to say special reserve is ninety proof, the green label Weller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like this is lighter than the the special reserve. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've, never, and it's, I've never had and a special the special reserve. reserve is typically between like four and seven years, I want to say. Um, so it's probably even aged less. Typically, the the you Weller know, special reserve, yeah. And for seven years too, there's like not a lot of oakiness to it at all. I'm not really getting any. Yeah, maybe a little bit on the back end of the palate, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We'll see all what right. water does because it was a little light to begin with. But that that being said, like I still enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, with the absolutely. bright sweetness that I'm getting, and like Granny Smiths, and the just sweetness throughout. I'm really enjoying the the light mouthfeel. I think the mouthfeel so far is my favorite part of it. But mm-hmm. you know these dang kids, Cole. I still can't find my limestone water dropper I had. 
Ah, uh, you have to just <sighs> use your finger. Drop, drop. That's what I. Well, no, I just I did a delicate pour from my ice cup. Yeah, so there it's you go. chilled. It's chilled Meridian Idaho water. Um, nice. Nose wise, the sweetness is still there. It's not as prominent as it was. Um, a little more sugary and less fruity on the sweetness to me. I'm with you. Uh, okay. It's definitely different, and I I think there's the slightest ting of a little bit of bitterness too at the finish. Okay. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, it's definitely a I'm lot get- lighter though. Yeah, I'm getting a, getting this little va- more vapory with water, which t- seems mm-hmm. to happen. But all right, I'm gonna go for a little mm-hmm. sip here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um that that note of green apples is is l- the least pronounced of all the weeded, or at least the Weller like everything from like weller special reserve to weller antique to like even up to van winkle 12 year um that note of uh, it's the least of all the notes uh concerning the green apples but it's still there and i'm gonna i'm gonna drop a cube yeah i'm not i mean honestly this was it was light before the water uh you know the the vapor it's a little more vapory and i'm getting a little bit more of a, a whiskey kind of burn not much yeah. at all like it's really not there much at all but from what it was from neat a little bit more mm-hmm. um yeah I, I would not drink this with water not I, yeah the nose with ice is not bad is it's it? definitely okay. the vapors go away for me and it's it's got a nice hints of yeah like green apples and a uh, little bit of vanilla um yeah, sweetness. It's nice and sweet. I, I'm a little worried about the palate, though. Yeah. Here we go. Um. Ooh. Yeah. Ice is get. Ice has a, a definitely more green appley. It's mm-hmm. a little more prominent there so far. And it may too be just be that because I go, I drink neat and water from a Glencairn, and then I do mm-hmm. my ice with a rocks glass. Because that's what they're made for, apparently. That's why they call it a rocks glass. Yeah. Um. I don't mind the ice pour. You ever listen to a band called the Suicide Machines? No, I never heard of them. They have a song called I Don't... Uh, I think it's I Don't Mind, but it's about a dog. And they say, but I don't mind. And then you reminded me of it. Nice. Their original name was Jack Vorkian and the Suicide Machines. And then Jack Vorkian was like, I'm going to sue you. And they're like, we're just the Suicide Machines. <laughs> so It's like the Dixie Chicks. It's like, we're just the chicks now, which I get. You know, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't going to get sued, but they were, yeah. You almost made me do a spit take on that one for some reason. Nice. Uh, you made me giggle. Um, so I'm going to have to go for another sip because I had to swallow it quickly before I spat mm-hmm. it all over the wall. Yeah. This is... Uh, hmm. I like the ice pour. I might even like the ice pour more than the meat pour. I'm getting a little bit of bitterness on the tail end. Mm-hmm. But tiny, really, uh, tiny bit for me. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not digging the ice either. Like, neat was Neat was neat. Mm-hmm. This is not great. Um, neat was yeah, neato. It, it was neato. Do I need to repeato? Neat was neato. Ayo. It uh, it was not. It's not. Yeah. Th- I mean, there's not. This is not a flavor bomb. This is. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, I would think this is a good entry whiskey for someone who's like just getting into drinking it. Neat. Um, yeah. It is really delicate. It's light. Not mm-hmm. a lot of flavor. Not you know. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Not a Especially ton the going board. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a ton going on. But it is good. Like neat, yeah. I liked the mouthfeel a lot. I thought the nose was really pleasant. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot going on here otherwise for me. Yeah, it really throws me off that the Weller Special Reserve is better than this. I was not expecting that. Um. Yeah. Any any other thoughts on iced? Um. No, I I just think <laughs> you know it's I I you know the funny thing about this bottle is that it's it's rare mm-hmm. to an extent. It's cheap if you get it at a retail, but it's also rare, and it's a weeded bourbon from Buffalo Trace, which people will pay good money for. Them. So it's like, mm-hmm. do I sip this as a as a special pour? Like, do I like set this aside or do I kind of just drink through it? And like, there's three types of whiskey in my book or at least three. One is drink it on special occasions. One is don't drink it often, but drink it like when you're, you know, going through your whiskeys and you're like, all right, I could drink that one today, but I'm not going to drink it like twice in a week type type drink. And, uh, and then there's like pl- things like Buffalo trace or, or, um, or Old something Forrester. like Woodford Reserve, or, or those kind of good but low end, yeah, um, or not low end, you know what I mean, but uh, but just like uh, reasonably priced and available, reasonably priced and somewhat findable that was my in the in wild. Uh, those ones I can drink anytime. Like I can mix them, I can make a cocktail, mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want with them. This one, I don't think it's cocktail. I don't know. It's hard because no, it's not the taste wise, like it's rarity. I think yeah, that's the thing. Is like the rarity makes me want to not use it as a cocktail, but the taste does. But then again, well, it's I, a weeded. I don't know. There's like a it's a weird no, balance I would, of like I, even if it yeah. was easy to find, I don't think I would use this in a cocktail because you know when you use whiskey in a cocktail or any spirit, you want to have some profile of the spirit show up, right? Yeah. And I think you would lose. You would maybe even realize you're drinking a whiskey if you had this in anything yeah like it's just there's just not enough going on to be like like even neat it's like there's not a lot going on right (laughs) i mean it's good but it's not like it is stellar in any way yeah but i think what you want to do is like no yeah maybe it might be like a fourth category of when people come over and are a little label struck by, oh, wow, you have the kosher brand. I'd be like, yeah, you want to try it? And I would have no issue sharing no this problem. With, with anyone. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think then the fifth category is, this is hard to find. I found it. Someone will trade me two better bottles for this one. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I mean, I envy the fact that it's on your shelf and like, you're going to like, you know, we definitely have a friend, like, you're listening to this podcast. So you definitely have a yeah. friend that comes over and it'd be like, Oh yeah, let's try that. I haven't had that. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's kind of, I mean, if it's already open, do that with it. If it's not open, see if you can yeah. trade it for a couple better bottles. That's yeah. what I do. Mm-hmm. You got a, I got a rating in mind. You, uh, let me, let me formulate mine for a All second. Right, I'll go first here. I'll go All right. First. I got it. Oh, you got it. Okay. You go first. Yeah. Oh, you want me to go first? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. You, okay. I'll go. No, first. Yeah. I'll go first. Um, oh, okay. I'll go, you go first. I'll go eight point two five here. Okay. Uh, I I really don't think it's a sub eight. I think it's good, but it mm. didn't blow my mind. It wasn't a hub to what. Um, yeah, I'm okay with that eight point two five. I could see it going lower in some cases, but I still think it's good. 
Yeah. And I'm not even just saying that because it's a Buffalo Trace product. I think it's a low-end Buffalo Trace product, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, in terms of taste, like, I would, you know, there's some bottles that I would prefer to this. But this is, I'd prefer a lot of other base level buffalo trace products to this which is weird yeah because i mean the age and the proof and stuff like that i just i don't know i was surprised by how how it wasn't better than i thought or it wasn't as good as i thought it would be all right so if you're gonna drink this for passover my recommendation is to pass over pouring this because (laughs) i'm gonna go 7.4 like it's good it's enjoyable um but it doesn't really have anything i'm looking for right Mm -hmm. Like I, I I would drink Buffalo Trace Standard before I drink this. Oh, totally. It's just, I'm with you. There's just not not a lot going on. I'm glad mm-hmm. I had it. Um, and again, you know, try to get a two for one, trade for something, or a one for one where you know, like, hey, I'm yeah. getting a nicer bottle. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's where I'm at. So, yeah, that's cool. All right, awesome. cool, cool, cool. Well, I guess it's time for the next portion of our podcast that we like to call, and everyone likes to call because it's actually called. <laughs> Whiskey World News. All right. This is part of a show called Whiskey World News, and you like to call it that because that's what it's (laughs) called. And this is part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it. We didn't write the article. We just talk about it. And uh, this one comes from the Whiskey Wash, and it's written by Gary Carter. Uh, It's titled, Scotch Whiskey Industry Looks at Climate Change Impacts. Climate change can be felt across the whiskey industry in the very near future. A new study commissioned by Glengoyne Highland Single. I'm pretty sure I said that with a perfect accent. I want to say that's right. (laughs) Yeah, you have to say Glengoyne. Glengoyne? Scotch Whiskey shows it. (laughs) Projected temperature. Yeah, Glengoyne! Um, <laughs> shows the projected temperature increases and changes in rainfall patterns threaten distillery production over the next 50 years. Thank goodness I'll be dead at the end of those 50 years. Uh, mm-hmm. Climate researchers from University College London found impeding heat and drought stresses, stress caused by global warming could drastically affect the volume and quality of spring barley in Scotland. More than 800,000 tons of spring barley are required annually in Scotch production and reduced Reduction in yield, as seen as in 2018, could cost the industry up to 27 euro, euro million a year. Uh, according to Glengoyne-sponsored study, with a decline in summer rainfall of up to 18% and a 2% Celsius annual inc- rise in temperature by 2080, the study also found that summer droughts, which halted production at many distilleries across Isla, Perthshire, and Speyside in 2018, would likely occur with much greater frequency going forward. The Glengoyne officials said that they commissioned the report to highlight the pressing need for all industries and individuals to come together to combat climate change. And uh, this is, unfortunately, I feel like this is treading into what some might consider here, especially in the U.S., a political issue. But without getting too political or too one way or the other, Cole, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it is interesting. You know, when I when I first heard when you talked about the title of the article, I thought it was more so like, what the scotch industry is doing to like keep uh like what do you call it like uh what do they call those gases greenhouse gases like down or something like that Mm -hmm. or or like what the scotch industry is doing to like 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 the whole article would be about like how these companies are like committing to uh putting less you know what do you call it? like contaminants into the air and stuff like that. 
but I was interested to see that it was a lot about or a good amount about um like protecting scotch in the future more than protecting the world in the future but but of course both at the same time uh but i yeah even that part about you know like um like we want our like climate to be good enough for producing good whiskey in the future and like the the what do you call it like the the perfect conditions and stuff for uh barley and uh, keeping that going and stuff and i thought that was interesting i don't know like i i think if people were i'm not i i believe in global warming 100 percent um and and we need to like think about these things but in my mind i don't i don't there's i gotta pick certain battles in life to be honest uh mm-hmm. and and it's it sounds a little selfish to those who are you know strong opponent or strong proponents of we need to change the world for our our children and our children's children and our children's children's children and um but and baby I, mamas and our baby mama mamas yeah you ever mm-hmm. you ever there's this there's this uh joke by the flight of the concords guys and they're like, whoa, 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 your children's children's children? Aren't your children a little too young to be having children? And he's like, it'll basically be this this uh, convoluted like uh, uh, Russian nesting doll situation that we got going. Like, your children are too small to be having children, but if they have children, their children are going to be very small. And like, <laughs> just like as if <laughs> um, it were, yeah. Speaking of fly like Hogwarts, it's going to come uh-huh. up later because yeah, but oh, nice. At least if you let me do my what whiskey would you choose, it'll come up. Oh, I will let you do your what whiskey would you choose. Okay. I love Flight of the Concords. They're so funny. They're pretty good. But no. Yeah, I I do think it's it's something to think about is like, for me, someone who doesn't think about global warming too much, uh, it is interesting to to ask questions like, well, if you like whiskey, what's global warming going to do to whiskey? Mm-hmm. And asking those kind of questions instead of just saying the world's gonna burn and fire in fifty years, uh, just asking questions of like, what do you enjoy? How will that be impacted? Or what do you think your children will enjoy? How will that be impacted or, by global warming in their daily what's lives? Already being impacted, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so the article does go on a little bit to say like, hey, this is they're kind of trying to figure things out a little bit more and and, and doing and what part they can play. Um, yeah, that's cool. But I kind of stopped early, so sorry about that. No, um, no my what thought is, uh, like, like you've already seen, I know, like, even tequila production is being, like, I know they've had some issues with, I think, one, consumption, like, consumption is going up, but even just, like, being able to grow agave plants right now, I guess, is oh, getting uh-huh. trickier, too. So, uh-huh. anyway, my thought is, uh, take a walk. Walk once a week so you can drink whiskey for years to come. I don't know. Will that work? Is that offset enough? I don't know. No. Maybe I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But it it is sad. I it's scary. I don't. I don't want yeah. whiskey to go away. But luckily, I'll be dead probably in fifty years, so I won't have to worry about it. Escape and the I don't pains want my ch- of this world. And I don't want my children to be uh, scotch heads. Right? That's what we call whiskey drinkers. Yeah. And abuse it too much. Right? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Scotch head. Okay. Anyway, I think it's time to move on. Yeah. To what whiskey would you choose? And uh, last week, uh, Cole killed me uh did i you did the last week's scenario was uh what whiskey introduced you to uh barrel proof or cast strength or higher higher percentage whiskeys and cole went went with uh thomas h handy 2014 i went with Redbreast cast strength which goes great in a uh, coke and whiskey a whiskey and coke (laughs) um if you can't handle it one there yeah cole won big time 
Um, some good write-ins. Uh, Bryce Maria to B underscore side went with Maker's Mark cast strength. Nice. Uh, Melam some Samyo. Melam Samyo? I don't know. Uh, one of the first cast strength, Abelor Abuna. Nice. And uh, Cookin underscore with underscore Cook. Bookers and Marco and Casey. Bookers. And Bro nice. Taskanaska, no cigar, turtle friend, went with Stag Jr. 2015. And which, so the other thing. Which I own. Bro Taskanaska, no cigar. And uh, that was like one that I, that was the first, uh, that was the one that I was thinking about. It was either that, the 2015 release, or Thomas H. Handy. Nice. Uh, and Juniper has this little turtle toy that she carries around the house, and I call it Bro Taskanaska, no Nice. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Fish and Sips went with Alberta Premium Cast Strength Rye. Tongue numbing for a novice palate. Nice. And Bry Rap went with Knob Nine Single Barrel Reserve, and nice. our good friend Will Empty Suit went with Old Carter, which we had last week. So yeah, yeah. There's the results from last week. Thanks, guys, for writing in. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Now, the cold. This is a little bit of a tricky one. Okay, okay. it's it's going to be another two parter. Okay. I was thinking about this. If you were able to drink a whiskey with any person alive today. Who okay. would you want to drink that whiskey with? Um, uh, I think I know who I would want to drink it with. And should should we throw in the what whiskey would you drink with them? Yeah, heck yeah. We're, okay, all right. So Cole, uh, what, who 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 are you gonna drink with? So someone I really respect as a celebrity. I probably mentioned this before, but Terry Crews is oh, okay. So cool to me. Like he's he's a good guy. Like he actually like stands for things that he believes in, and uh, is is just a like wants to be like I, I've seen like articles and videos about him. He like really wants to be a good dad. Uh, he like really strives to just be a good person and and stand for what he believes in. I love Terry Crews. He's amazing. But what would I drink with him is the big question. You know, if I like, I would want to like show him if it were like something off my shelf, or even we went to like a whiskey bar or something like that together i would want to like show off a little bit not not personally more so like i want him to experience like something great i'd be like oh dude you gotta try this one it's amazing and i think but i don't know if i'd scare him off so there's like the there's the balance (laughs) there so i i think the first thing that's coming to mind is maybe a scotch and um i think i might go like glendronic 18 year with terry cruz Glendronic yeah. 18 year two because Terry Glendronic 18 isn't gonna scotches. blow your mind in terms of proof, but it's like a nice. It's a really good scotch, and it's like and and I could even like with him, I'd be like, do you taste raisins? Do you taste sherry? Terry loves raisins. Like Terry yeah. loves sherry. Terry loves raisin. Terry loves yogurt. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's a good dude, and I I he respect him, dude. and I would love to get a drink with him, and I would drink Glendronic 18 with him. Perfect. I like it. Okay, so going back to Fly of the Concords, uh, this week I've so what is his name? The director Taiwa Tigi or whatever from yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, Taike Yeah, Taike Waititi. Okay, can't say his name, but I really enjoy his stuff. Like, uh, oh, he's great. First, oh man. So we watched. Uh, gosh, what is it? Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. I think I mentioned that. Nice. Amazing film. Heartwarming. Awesome. Have uh, you and seen Jojo watched, Rabbit? I've not seen Joe Joe Rabbit. It's I amazing, it. but it's one of those things where you gotta. I feel like that's gotta be like the headspace to watch it, right? Uh like you, you know, there was a really movie. good balance of comedy and, uh, you know, um, 
the fact drama that it's a concentration camp. <laughs> no, it was it was it was very it was well done, based in on my it. opinion. Okay, I have yeah. not seen it yet. But then uh, a couple weeks ago, we binged like we're totally in on uh, Reservation Dogs, which was awesome by him. Nice, yeah. And then, my sister's watching. So, and then this week, probably like my new favorite movie, we watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Have you seen that? Oh, so good. <laughs> Oh my so god! I don't know how I've never seen it. So we watched that, and like I'm just like, uh, oh my gosh, this is really good. of which and one Jermaine of the guys Clement, from Fly the yeah. he's from Fly the Concords guys is in it, and mm-hmm. uh, so there you go, full circle. So I'm drinking with Taikai Watigi, and I'm drinking Taikai Watigi, and I am mm-hmm. drinking Dundon Doublewood 18 year old. It's a New Zealand whiskey, and nice. it's in some French. It's finished in a French red oak barrels some wine barrels or something like that i don't know i've never had it it looks delicious and fancy and that's what i'm Mm -hmm. drinking and who i'm drinking with so anyway we'll put that up on wednesday what are you gonna drink and who could you who would you drink with i'm not a big celebrity kind of person like i don't fall for celebrity so yeah that was but he seems like a pretty down-to-earth kind of guy he seems really cool i'd love to pick his brain he seems like a neat guy so I'm, i'm gonna go with that so okay all right we'll post that yeah Yep. And Cole, and then, we, we haven't talked. Oh, go ahead. We haven't talked about it, but I'm looking at it now. Okay. Uh, we haven't talked about what we're going to drink next week. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at a few things. Okay. And we haven't done Shackleton. No. Okay. Yeah. We and, yeah we got to get through some of these samples here. Yeah. Yeah. Shackleton. And maybe maybe we need to try another. I mean, Shackleton. I'm like is not a high end scotch. So maybe we can do something else that's in that kind of realm. Or it doesn't have to be scotch. But okay. Um, maybe like Pendleton or something. Boy. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Shackleton because, yeah. versus Pendleton. Oh, it's on as in the last yeah, two letters. and that'll be blended scotch versus blended canadian likely blended canadian you'll find out yeah, i think it is okay blended, though well i know which one i'm voting for nice because i know what i know one of them's crap oh that's good to know yeah and uh that's the like... shackleton was a bryce morita joint i believe yeah bryce yeah. glenn goyne bryce yeah glenn goyne <laughs> <laughs> So we'll we'll put that up this week. Keep an eye out Tuesday slash Wednesday, and uh, and then uh, in the next two weeks uh, we might have a guest uh, appearance soon, but we won't give anything away. And yeah, I think that's about it. Um, that's good. Yeah, man. Robbie, I hope uh, I hope uh, Halloween goes very well. I hope your girls have a blast getting some trick or treating going, and I hope you're able to snag a few uh, some candy tags from them and enjoy. Oh, that's you have to. And Cole, I hope that you get more treats than tricks. And I hope the biggest treat you get is your internet back. Yes. And most of all, listeners, I hope that our love of spirits and whiskey spirits lifted your whiskey spirits. <laughs> <laughs>